Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Amen. Today is a part five of our multi-faceted, multi-dimensional story of Joseph. Uh, we've been doing, so we're doing two series concurrently. Wow. I don't even know how I'm, keep, I'm keeping up, but somehow I am, right? Sometimes I'm confused which one I am. Amen. God is a good God. We've been studying the, this wonderful story in Genesis from Genesis 39. Uh, uh, through uh, 40 something, which is where we have what a riveting story, what an amazing story of a young man named Joseph, uh, multi dimensional, uh, that God decided to include in the scripture because Joseph represents all of us. <laughs> and that was the first day we said, We are all Joseph. We are all Joseph because, like Joseph, we all have, we, all, we are all object of the Father's love. You know, Joseph didn't earn God his Father's love. He was born and loved by his Father. And that is our story. That is your life. God loves you unconditionally. You know, God has made you the object of his love. But like Joseph, you also have a dream. There is a plan and purpose of God for your life. It doesn't matter how you feel right now. You might not feel like you are significant. You might not feel there's anything particular about you. But it's not a question of how you feel. It's a question of how he feels about you. Always remind, remind yourself. It's not about how you feel about yourself. It is, about, it is about how God feels about you. So you have a dream. There's a purpose. There's an aspiration that God has put inside of you. It is from God. Like Joseph, your dream has a, an eternal significance. It's not just about you. It's not temporary. It, it transcends you. Hallelujah. Your dream transcends you. Oftentimes we think temporarily as human. Oftentimes we are so short-sighted as human because we only see in two or three dimensions, right? That's about all. But there's always a fourth dimension, which is the dimension of God. You know, that is what we don't know. But we must know there is an eternal significance to our dream. But just like Joseph, your dream will also offend some people. Anytime you are pursuing your dream, some people will not be happy. So don't spend your life trying to make everybody happy. All right? If you want to make everybody happy, well, maybe you can go and sell ice cream. That could be a good thing to do. But, but if you really want to pursue your dream and purpose for your life, I want to bet you someone is not going to be happy. Someone is going to think you're too proud, you're too arrogant. Someone is going to think you don't know what you're doing. You're too focused, you're too, you know, this. You, I, somehow, somebody is going to have problem with your dream. But like Joseph also, your dream will be tested. 
your dream will be tested. And last Sunday, we looked at different kind of tests that our dream goes through. Test of faithfulness, of focus, of integrity. Test of endurance that our dream we have to go through. Joseph passed the test. And I believe the grace of God is available for you to pass your test. And you will pass your test in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy will attack your dream. Joseph's dream was attacked severally. There's a spirit of envy, spirit of jealousy, you know, spirit of death, spirit of destruction that the enemy just continued to just shoot into him. But thank God because God's dream will never die. I want you to say my dream will never die. And I will not die until I fulfill my dream. So that is the story of Joseph. Joseph was special, unique, and just like we, each of us is special, unique in the hand of God. Joseph was a victim of envy, victim of lies, victim of conspiracy. In fact, if you look at the life of Joseph for many years, 13 years by account, everything that happened in the life of Joseph was contrary to the dream that God has given to him. And maybe it's your story. Maybe it's your story as you are watching, as you are listening. You are like, wow, pastor is talking about me. That is because I am talking about you. I probably had a dream about you last night. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Amen. So everything in his life was so contrary, you know, to the dream that God gave him. Everything was just going awire. You know, like I said, he's, you know, conspired against him, sold as a slave. Just like, th- just as things were getting better, even in his master's house, Potiphar, the wife, you know, the enemy entered into the wife to try to seduce him because he refused. He was framed. He found himself in prison. Things were going, if you just look at his life from the surface, it looked like things were not working. But there is a supernatural force upon Joseph. If you can take a second look, and we're going to take a look at that today, there's a supernatural force that is upon Joseph throughout his life. That force is a force of favor. Today we're going to look at the subject of favor because if you are going to fulfill God's dream, it is going to be because there is such a supernatural force that is stronger than the elemental force of this world, that is stronger than the demonic force of this world, that is going to help you to overcome, that is going to help you to overcome your adversary, that is going to help you to overcome adversity, and that is going to overcome everything that the enemy brings your way to trip you and to stop you from fulfilling your dream. Let's go to Genesis chapter 39. Genesis 39. Uh, the story started from earlier on, but we're, we're at Genesis 39. We're going to read a few verses. We're going to read in, uh, from verse 1. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelite who had taken him down there. Now he was traded twice. 
I mean, that's, that's, that's terrible. I mean, he was sold by his brother. You know, the brother sold him to a wholesaler, and the wholesaler sold him, you know, to, a, to somebody else, right? I mean, wow, that's amazing. So, you know, he was, he was taking that. But look at verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. What are you talking about? I mean, in slavery, he was still successful. That's what favor does. That's what, that's, there's a supernatural force upon him that even in the middle of chaos, even when it looked like nothing was working, but look at how God described his life. God describes his life as a success. Sometimes what we think is not successful is actually success in the, in the, in the sight of the Lord. Now, if you had asked Joseph, how is your life going? It is not likely he's going to say, oh, man, I'm doing so great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm favored. I am blessed. You know, it's not likely Joseph is going to give you that version. The version we are reading here is the version of the Holy Spirit. And I'm here to announce to somebody here, you might think you are not a success, but God thinks you are. God believes you are. Because there's a favor of God over you. There's an anointing of God over you. There's an aura of God over you that follows you. Even in your dark days, you can be a successful person. The word translated, the Hebrew word actually translated success is the word shalak. It's T-S-A-L-A-C-K, shalak. The meaning of that word actually means to run, to rush rather, to advance, to prosper, to make progress, to succeed, to be profitable, to make prosperous, to bring successful issue, to cause, to prosper. There's a force of favor over the life of Joseph that is causing him to arise, that did not allow any of the things the enemy is throwing at him to bury him. Because of God's favor upon your life, that is why whatever you have been through has not buried you. Many of you still have your sanity. You can come here. You can rejoice. You can lift up your head because there is a favor of God over your life that has not allowed the enemy to crush you. Yes, the enemy has tried. Yes, he has thrown all kinds of things against you. Yes, he has tried. There have been conspiracy over you, but you are still standing today. Why? Because there is a force of favor over your life. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is his life. Let's continue the story. Let's continue the story. All right. He was a successful man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptians. And his master saw. Wow. His master saw. This was an unbeliever. This was somebody that could buy a slave, obviously. You know. <laughs> so, you know. But he saw the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Wow. So he saw that, you know what, since this guy came into my house, I am doing better. There's something good. There's something unique. There's something I can't sell it. I can't, I can't truly, you know, you, know, you know, hold on to it, but I can see it. So the Lord even allowed Potiphar to see in the spirit that there is something that the Lord was with Joseph. Verse 4, so Joseph found favor in his sight. 
and served him, and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time he had made him overseer of his house. Hallelujah. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Let's, let, me, let, me, let me actually read verse 5. So it was from the time that, the hand, that he had made him overseer of his house, and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. Can you believe that? The Lord blessed Potiphar because of Joseph's sake. There is such an anointing, there's such a grace, there's such a force over your life that anywhere you find yourself, people are blessed for your sake. Even though Joseph himself was down, even though Joseph himself, he wouldn't really particularly describe himself as being in the best of place, fulfilling his dream. No, no, no. I'm sure there are times Joseph at night was just weeping, went before the Lord and said, God, this is not the dream you gave me. This is not where I'm supposed to be. But you know what? I want you to look around you. You are a blessing to somebody. You know, there are people sometimes you don't really feel you're where God wants you to be. You know, you know, forget about that feeling. Sometimes you could you look around you. Is God making you a blessing to somebody around you? Yes, that means you are where God wants you to be now. That is not your final destination. That is just a bus station on your way to your destiny. But if God's favor is upon you, you can still be a blessing at the bus station. Praise the name of Jesus. Potiphar's house was Joseph's bus station, where he must be on his, way, on his way to where he was going. But we don't have to wait to be a blessing until we get to our destination. So many people say, they just wait. They say, you know what, well, let me wait until I get there. Let me wait until I get my company. Let me wait until I make my millions. Let me wait until I start my ministry. No, 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 that's not how God works. You don't have to wait until you get there before you continue to be a blessing. Be a blessing now. There is a favor of God over your life. There's an anointing of God over your life. There's a grace of God over your life. Do not waste the grace of God. Praise the name of Jesus. I thought someone is going to clap. We can still clap even during the pandemic. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. The Lord will bless someone because of you. The Lord will even bless your mean boss because of you. Because God is preparing you for something greater than that. Yeah, you might think this job, how much did they pay me there? It's only $12 an hour, it's $15 an hour, I'm being underpaid. You know, yes, the Lord will bless them because of you. Be faithful there. Be honest there. Give your best there. Because the Lord is preparing you for something bigger and greater. Let's go to verse 39. You see, you see and this thing followed Joseph everywhere I go by, you know, by, by, by verse 20 rather. By verse 20, a lot has happened. You know, Joseph has lost even what he thought was a, a, more, a more favorable thing going on. The uh, Potiphar's wife conspired against him. Now he found himself in prison for a sin he did not commit, a crime he did not commit. He was framed by this wicked and evil woman. But sometimes even wicked and evil people can be a tool in the hand of the Lord to where God is taking you. Sometimes people rise up against us. Sometimes people conspire against you. Sometimes they succeed, but it is for a while. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
You know, sometimes we worry, why did God allow this to happen to me? Why did I find myself here? You know, this is wrong. This is injustice. What they did to me is wrong. Nobody defended me. Somebody lied against me. Somebody conspired against me. People knew. It is People knew. Even Potiphar must have known. I'm sure he knew his wife. Husband know their wife. They know what they are capable of. I'm sure that was not the first time that woman was doing it. Anybody that is capable of that is an habitual cheater, is an habitual sinner, is an habitual, you know, kind of a person. But you know what? I'm sure Joseph felt all kind of feeling and emotion. He wasn't supposed to be here. This wasn't supposed to happen that way. But God even used Potiphar's wife to shoot Joseph closer to where the Lord is taking him. Look at verse 20. But while Joseph was there in prison, oh my God, the Lord was with him. How about that? The Lord was with him and he showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Even there was favor upon Joseph while even in prison. Wow. You know, they saw him. There was something favorable. There was something unique. There was such a grace. There was such an anointing. There was such an aura about Joseph that made him stand out. That force, that aura is the favor of God. And I'm here to announce to you, there is a favor of God over your life. Walk with the realization that you are favored. Verse 22, so the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he, made, he was made responsible for all that was done there. So the, the, the warden gave him a job so they can go and break. Now the warden can go a longer break knowing that there is not going to be a fight. No, the warden can go and take a nap knowing that something crazy is not going to happen. I mean, they, they, they kind of trusted him. There was such an aura. Now, he must have been trustworthy. He must have shown grace. He must have prayed for them knowing Joseph. He must have really blessed them, give them word of prophecy, bless them, pray for them, honor them. He must have been somebody that is so trustworthy. You don't put a prisoner in charge of other prisoners. They're going to, I mean, you know that is not going to happen. But Joseph became somebody like that because he was trusted. There's something just everywhere you look, there's such a powerful lesson packed in this story that we can just learn. In Luke chapter 2, verse 252, you know, the Bible described there was favor upon the life of Jesus. You know, we started off even our first lesson five weeks ago that Joseph is also a kind of Jesus. Now, there's, some, there's such a parallel. You know, Jesus was sold to slavery. Right? For 30 pieces, Joseph was a little cheaper, 20 pieces, right? <laughs> you know? So there was such a parallel to their life, you know, that you can see. But you can see the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 2, verse 12, 52. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. There was also favor about the life of Jesus. As he grew as a young boy, there was such a favor over, over his life. And I, you know, I, since I discovered it, I pray this for my children every day, that they, the favor of God, they will grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and in man. Hallelujah. And with man. So favor is so important. I want to let you know, you can lose anything in life, don't lose the favor of God. 
You can lose anything in life. Don't lose the favor of God. The favor of God is critical. We cause you to succeed even in unlikely places. The favor of God will cause your enemy to walk on your behalf. The favor of God will cause people to speak, people who don't know you. People to just really just say, you know what, there's something about him, I must defend him. The Bible says in Psalm 5 verse 2, the Lord will bless, verse 12 rather, Psalm 5 verse 12, the Lord will bless the righteous, all right? And, you know, the Lord will bless the righteous and favor him. His favor will be a shield, you know, favor shields you. Favor allows people to speak on your behalf even when you are not there. And your favor allows people to say, no, 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 no. Even when his brother conspired against him, Reuben spoke on Joseph's behalf. And I speak over your life, people will speak on your behalf without even knowing why they were doing it. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's why David prayed in Psalm 50 verse 11. You know, when he sinned, when he did something wrong and he said, Lord, do not cast me from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. The word presence here is actually favor of God because favor is a function of presence. That's why Moses in Exodus chapter 33 verse 15 pray and the Bible says, I mean, said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with us do not send us from here because he want he knew God's presence represent favor I want to just tell you you can lose anything in life you can lose your job you can lose your shirt you can lose your clothes you can lose your money don't ever lose the favor of God favor followed Joseph everywhere he went that is why he got to his destiny. Favor is what we ensure you get to your destiny. Favor will protect your dream and your purpose. Favor will protect your life. Favor will shield you. Praise the name of Jesus. The word to favor is really to willingly, you know, when someone favors you in real life, so, so willingly use their power, influence, authority, or position on your behalf. That's favor. To willingly use their power, influence, authority, position, or resources on your behalf. How many people have experienced that? You know, for someone to just say, you know, I am going to stand up for this person. I am going to really help this person, you know, to advance. Someone willingly does that. You know, my wife was sharing a testimony of one of our sisters that got into an accident, you know, and, you know, and a couple just stood and said, we're going to stand with you. It took a long time. They were traveling, but they decided we're going to be there with you until the police comes. Somebody you didn't know. I remember I got into an accident also about several months ago. You know, I mean, it was something that was supposed to lead to confusion. The lady ran into me. It was, you know, she ran red light. But you know how this thing works? It's your word against their word. I mean, you have a midget woman, you know, with a black man. Who, who, who would the police believe? I mean, it was already like, but somebody just walked out of nowhere. Just gave me a card. Just say, you know, I saw everything that happened. I just want to let you know. I know how these things can go. You know, get my number and you can tell the police to call me. That guy became the deciding factor in what happened. Because by the time the report came... We were all saying different stories. <laughs> you know, it took a witness that used their power, their influence, their resources to say, you know what, I can stand on your behalf. 
In your day of need, the Lord will raise people in the mighty name of Jesus that will willingly, not because you are forcing them, use their power, influence, authority, position, or resources on your behalf. Hallelujah. You know, my son was at a program two years ago. He's in a school now. He, you know, the, way, the thing happened in a very, very weird way. Went to a camp, 100 boys in a camp. The leader of the camp had to select one for a scholarship, one person, you know. And he sent us an email and he said, we have to select one person every four years, you know, for this, you know, scholarship, you know. And as soon as the school sent us the email, the first person that came to our mind was your son. I mean, the first, I mean, that's like, I mean, out of a hundred percent, the first person that came to their mind, God can control what comes to people's mind. You see, what God can control what people remember. When God favors someone, he causes people. The Bible says, when the way of the man pleases the Lord, the Lord will cause even his adversary. Hallelujah. And even people who don't like you will say, let's leave him. Let's leave him. Let's let him go. Let's favor him. Let's, you know, the Lord will cause even talks to defend you when people want to attack you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Favor is the key to prosperity. Favor promotes and exhorts. The Bible says exhortation comes from, not from the east, from the west, not, you know, or from the south. But God is the judge, right? He puts one down and exhorts another. And that is a function of favor. There was a favor upon him. Now, there are two levels of favor. I'm going to just let you know. As a child of God, you must know this. You must know this. Because sometimes we read the stories. We say, okay, where do I fit in? Especially as a New Testament believer. You know, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, there are two levels of favor. The first level is the favor attached to redemption. All right? There's a favor attached to your life because of Jesus. You see, the redemptive work of Jesus Christ is a work of favor. You know, if you're saved for advance, you are saved by grace. Grace is favor. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is favor that is not earned. Grace is supernatural favor. Praise the name of Jesus. In, in, uh, in uh, Ephesians, the Bible says, by grace you have been saved. You are saved because God showed you favor. You are not just saved because you are strong. You are not just saved because you are good. You are not just saved because you can make the wise choice. You are not just saved because, oh, yeah, you know how to discern between good and evil. No, you are saved because God favored you. The grace of God zeroed in on you. In fact, the Bible says in Romans 8, whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed with the image of his son, whom he predestined, he called. Hallelujah. You see, there is such a, there is a, there is almost like there is a, there is some activity you are not aware of that happened before you got saved. Hallelujah. You know, there's some, there's some meeting that took place in the spirit to say we must get her saved. We must get him saved. She's not going to die before she meets Jesus Christ. There are some people that appointed you that said, no, you must be saved. And God is behind all that. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 9, the Lord says that we have mercy 
in verse 15. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion upon whom I will have compassion. There is an element of your salvation that has to do with God favoring you. God deciding, I am not going to let you go. I am going to rescue you. Praise the name of Jesus. So there is a level of favor attached. So if you are a child of God, you are born again, believer, you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, there is a measure of favor over your your life. You have to walk with a realization that if I'm selected, yes, then there is something about me. If God selects me, there's something unique. If God selects me to be saved, then he has a plan. He has a purpose. He's obligated to cause things to work out. Things are going to work out. So you, can go, you shouldn't go through life hopeless. You shouldn't go through life feeling down. You shouldn't go through life thinking life, you know, life is against me. Things aren't working. Everything is negative. How come? Woe is me. Why is me? Why is mine like this? No, you should go through life knowing there is a purpose behind everything that is going on. Even things that I don't understand. Even things that look like they are negative. God's favor is over my life. This must end in praise. Hallelujah. That is your life. But there's another level of favor. There's another level of favor. It's favor that is attached to your purpose. That's different. It's the favor that is attached to your purpose in life. There's a level of favor that is attached to you fulfilling your dream. You know, your dream requires supernatural doors to be open. You see, if, any, if your dream is from God, if God has given you a dream, it doesn't matter how big it is. I mean, how, 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 how big it is, is from God. Don't, don't, doubt, don't doubt your dream. You see, and it's big because, you know, there is, there must be something supernatural that God will do to get it to work. There's, there must be doors that we open. Did you get what I'm talking about? So when the angel appeared to Mary in Luke chapter 1 verse 30, the angel said, you have found favor in the sight of God. Anytime the Lord chooses someone for an unusual assignment, the Lord will accompany it with a measure of favor. You see, because it's that favor that will create supernatural doors. It's that favor that will open door. It's that favor that will make sure you submit that application on time. Is that favor that will cause the person re- reviewing the application for grants to say, let's just pick this person. They don't know why they picked it. They might just say, I just like the name. I can't pronounce this, but it's what you want. Oh, I like it. You want it? Yeah, whatever. It just, it just sounds like my grandparents' name. Okay, okay, let's do that. I mean, there are some forces that just cause this thing to happen. It's called the favor of God. Praise the name of Jesus. It's called the favor of God. So the Lord says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have favor with God. That is saying, look, God already made provision for you to fulfill this dream that is given to you. This assignment is given to you. That's very, very important. When, when Moses went before the Lord, I mean, when, when God spoke to Moses, rather, in Exodus chapter 33, verse 17, so the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight. 
You see, you have found favor. Some words we use grace. A lot of time they are used in inter- inter- some translation we say grace because they can be used interchangeably. All right? So he told Moses, you know, you have found favor in my sight. So when God gives you an assignment, he, he, he assigned a measure of favor, which is different from favor. You know, you have basic level of favor. It's like a universal favor, right, that you have when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. There is now a favor assigned to your assignment. That's why we must not be afraid of the assignment that God has given to us. If God says you're taking this ministry all over the world, it's because there's a favor. There's a grace. There's a favor that will accompany it to open doors, to cause people to bring provision. There's a favor that will get you to, that will get you there. Hallelujah. There is a favor for every assignment. Hallelujah. Now, but also, we are responsible to grow in favor. All right? We are responsible to grow in favor. You see, whether you're talking about the favor attached to, uh, you know, your, your salvation, which you have as a believer, whether we're talking about the favor that is, you know, that is assigned to you because of your purpose. And I, let me say something about your purpose. That's about purpose and dreams and vision and aspiration. That's why... We have grace differently according to what God has called us to do. There are some things I do, people wonder, how do you do this? It's so easy. You know, that's because I have grace and favor for the assignment that God has given to me. There are some things other people do that will be so, I mean, wow, how do you do this? They have favor. There are some people with favor over their life, you know, you know, maybe for businesses, to run businesses, to move from one business to the other, you know, they will have favor. There are some people, God give them favor, you know, with people, you know, that's because, you know, there is something, it is attached to their purpose and their destiny. You know, that's why the most important thing is just know your dream first, pursue it. And believe God that he will open door. His favor is over your life. When there is favor over your life, you walk with confidence. All right? When there is favor over your life, what do you do? You pursue your dream with confidence. You move ahead with confidence, knowing that God's grace is sufficient. Hallelujah! Is somebody getting blessed today? If you are getting blessed, I'm being blessed. Hallelujah. If you are blessed, say, I am being blessed. Amen and amen. Now, say, prove it to me, Pastor, that you can grow in favor. We just read a scripture, Luke chapter 2, verse 52. Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor. All right? You can grow in favor. You can grow in favor. And there are steps, there are steps God has given to us. There are responsibilities God has given to us to grow in favor. Second uh, Peter chapter 3 verse 18 actually says, grow in grace. Grace is favor. Grace is unmerited favor. So he commands us to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can grow in it. And there are a few things that can help us. And I'm going to go through them I'm going to rush and go through them because I'm really running out of time. Number one is righteousness. 
You see, Joseph, that's why Joseph was steadfast in his righteousness. Because Psalm 5 verse 12 says, surely the Lord will bless the righteous. You know, and the Lord will surround them with favor like a shield. All right? You see, righteousness causes you to grow in your favor. When you choose the way of God, when you choose not to soil yourself, when you choose to obey God, when you choose to, be, to live a life of integrity, when you choose to be there for God, you know, you are pursuing righteousness. Righteousness increases, causes you to grow in favor. The second thing is the presence of God. Presence of God you know, increases your favor. The more the awareness of God's presence over your life, the more the manifestation of God's manifest presence over your life, the greater is the level of favor you experience even for your destiny and your purpose. That is why in Numbers chapter 6, which we call the, you know, the priest prayer or pastoral prayer, Numbers 6, 24 says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious. Be gracious means give you favor cause ease to be around your life. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You know, the presence of God when he's around you gives you favor. I was one day just, I was at the ATM just trying to get money. This is years ago, you know, and one guy just walked into the ATM and he said, whoa, there's something about you. Are you a man of God? I say, yes. I say, how did you know? He said, there's something just about you. You see, God's presence around you can be so clear that people see it and say, you know, there's something special. And God's presence brings favor. God's presence causes people to treat you with honor, respect, dignity, and want to just be, you know, just do something for you. And that's what happened to Joseph. But if I just saw that the Lord was with him, I mean, How? I mean, you saw there's something. There's a spiritual bubble around, some, around you if you seek and covet and desire the presence of God. And that's why we should always desire God's presence. We should always say, God, I won't go where you don't want me to go. I need your presence over my life because the presence of God brings favor. Hallelujah. Wisdom increases favor. Proverbs 14, 35 Proverbs 14.35, the king's favor is towards a wise servant. When your wise favor comes, and I'm talking about the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of this world, not demonic wisdom. When you apply the wisdom of God, you, are, you, know, you, you increase in favor. Number four, giving increases favor. Proverbs 18.16 says, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of greatness. Gift makes way for you. I mean, I'm, we are talking about giving as a question of generosity. Generous people find favor. In fact, the Bible says anyone that gives to the poor lends 
to the law, the Lord will repay him. If you make it your habit to just be there for someone that is poor, to just give to someone that is going through challenges, to just give to God. Anytime there is something going on, you know, don't be negative towards giving. Some people are so negative. When they hear giving, they are defensive. It's like they have, they just rise up. You know, it's like, you know, just something so negative. That is actually a demonic spirit that you should bind. Sometimes some of us can control that reaction. It's like anytime you hear it, there's something that stands up that just resists. Some of it is because you've had negative experience that is controlling you. You must break that power in the name of Jesus. Some of it is because you have deep-rooted issue that you must just ask God to deliver you from. But someone that has, because giving is first of all an attitude. It's not the act itself. It's not the amount. It's not this. It's just the attitude that I want to be there. So give the gift of a person ushers them into the presence of the great. Hallelujah. Humility increases favor. It causes you to grow in favor. James 4, 6 but the Bible says he gives more grace. The scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. When you are humble, it increases God's favor of you. Like when you are proud, you think you know it, you are haughty, you, are, you just have all these things. The Lord resists you. I pray the Lord will not resist you in Jesus' name. If the Lord resists you, who can be for you? I mean, can you imagine the Lord resisting you? Can you imagine we are trying to cast out demons in someone's life and the demon is the Lord? Who can cast the Lord out? That's not possible. So, and that is what happened. You know, that. The Lord will be the one working against you if you are proud. I mean, that's not the place you want yourself to be. But be humble. Hallelujah. Be humble. Be humble. Number six, knowledge and understanding increases favor. Good understanding gains favor. You see that? Proverbs 13, 15. Good understanding gains favor. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. People who are unfaithful or ignorant, unfaithful in the word of God, their life is hard. Your life will not be hard in Jesus' name. You know, but if things are difficult, it's because there's no favor. It's because you are not increasing in favor. It's because the level of favor over your life cannot accomplish where you are going. Oftentimes, when you are going to the next level, when you move into it, things are hard. It is because you have to increase in favor to match where you are going. Number seven, and the last, we grow in favor by asking for favor. We grow in favor. If you need favor, ask the Lord for favor. You see, don't be, too, don't be too timid to ask God to favor you. Don't be too shy to say, God, I need your favor. I need your grace. Hebrews 4, 16, one of my favorite scriptures. I have so many, but this is one of them. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace or favor to help in our time of need. And I think some people here need God. Some people here, the assignment that God has given to you needs supernatural favor of God. Can you lift up your hand and say, Lord, I have come to the throne of grace. I come because you asked me to come so that I can obtain mercy and find favor. I need you now. In this time of need. 
for my purpose, for my destiny, for my dream, for the assignment you have given to me. This assignment is too great for me. This ministry, this business, this purpose, this dream you have given to me. Some of you, God has given you a dream. You look at yourself, you are like, I can't do this. You look at yourself, I don't have what it takes. That's a good thing. God has what it takes. Lord, release your favor. And I'm going to just pray. I'm going to wrap up by praying over you. I feel the Lord want me to just release his favor over your life. So, Father, I pray and I decree favor over the life of everyone here that is hearing me. I pray for an increase in favor. In the name of Jesus, I lift everyone under the sound of my voice. I lift them now to the throne of grace. And I pray for grace. I pray for favor. Favor that protects. Favor that shields. Favor that propels. In the mighty name of Jesus. Favor that causes the enemy to be at peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Favor that causes people in high places to speak on your behalf. I release over your life because like Joseph, you need the favor of God to fulfill your dream. I come against everything working against your favor. I decree and I come against them in the name of Jesus. I decree you will live a life of favor, not a life of labor. One day of favor is better than many years of labor. That will be your destiny. That will be your experience. The favor of God will speak for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give God all the glory?